Well, hey there, everybody. I'm excited for yet another new episode of this of the podcast here, and I can't wait to tell you this story. The story just really excites me. It's ingrained kind of in my head. But as I mentioned last week, it's a part of this tattoo series that we're doing. This is actually uh, episode two of that series. If you want to check out the other one, you can go check that out on secondstageministries.com. You can find that episode there. But today I'm talking about the very first tattoo that I've got. And as I said, I'm going to share the meaning of all the tattoos that I have. Not because I'm trying to call attention to myself or make it to where it's all about me. But that these tattoos have something to me and they mean something to me and they mean something because there's something that God has showed me and there's a reason why they're there. So uh, as I said I've got a little bit of a story today uh, to tell you. My first tattoo is very special. It's got a very special place in my heart. It's not flashy. It's not pizzazzy. It's not bright in colors or anything like that. As a matter of fact it's very very basic. It's not even like a fancy font or anything like that. It's just a very basic tattoo. And it's of the Roman numeral 8. Now some people are like, well, what does that mean? Why is that? It's pretty good size, but like I said, it's just very basic. But it has this meaning, and this is why it's significant and it's important to me. I was 8 years old. And I was sitting in Sunday school, children's church, back when churches used to do that. Now, some churches still kind of do that. Some churches don't. They've gone away from it. But that was what my church did. We had, like, the Sunday school hour. Uh, And also, kids' ministry, kind of like they do now during the church service. And so, it was during that um, children's church time. Uh, I cannot remember the date, but I can remember every single move that was made throughout this particular time of my life. This story actually spans two different Sundays, and I'm going to explain why here in just a second. The room number was 202, and it's the first room coming off the stairs to your left. So when you walk into this church, you go up the staircase, and you go up there, and you go to your left, and it's room 202 right there. You can see it. And so... I was sitting there in that room listening to the teacher. We were doing flannel graph stuff, I'm pretty sure, as they did back then and all of that. And so I'm sitting there. We're listening to the story. And then the teacher begins to talk about how to know Jesus and how to accept him as a personal savior and invite him into your heart. The teacher went on to say that if you'd like to make that decision, you can go out in the hallway. One of the other teachers are out there. And they will help you more. So I sat there for a second and kind of felt out what was kind of going on. And then I decided to get up and I headed for the hallway. When I got in the hallway, the teacher asked me what I came out there for. Now, naturally, I was confused by this because it was like you guys just literally told me to come out here if I wanted to meet Jesus. So why are you asking? So I was kind of confused. So that's what I said. Confused by the answer. I, Sorry, confused by the question. I just simply said, because they told me to come out here. And this is where they said to come kind of answer. But I can tell 
by my answer that the teacher determined that I didn't know what I was going out there for and that I wasn't ready and had sent me back in the room before I knew it and didn't really give me another opportunity to respond. He pretty much said, go back in there, go back in until you're ready. So I went back in and that's why I said it spanned two Sundays because of that answer. So the next week, I was sitting there, same room, same spot, same place, and I can remember the two friends that were sitting next to me. They were there the week before, and as a matter of fact, the week before, they came back and it was like, well, what happened? You know, and did you meet Jesus kind of thing? And I was like, I don't really know what happened. So it was kind of a confusing time for me. But then I can remember same place, same kids, same people around me, and the teacher said the same thing again. It was the same kind of conversation, the same kind, not the same story by any, but it was the same, you know, if you want to meet Jesus, if you want to know him as your personal savior, if you want to do that, go into the hallway and meet the teachers that are out there. So once again, got up, went out there, and this time I just felt different about it and I was just kind of like to invite Jesus into my heart is what I asked the teach what I answered the teacher when they said, "Hey, what are you out here for? So that some of me, some of me now as an adult, and I'm looking back at this story and thinking about these different movements is they weren't really being rude by saying, ah, you're not ready. Yeah. Truth is, is I wasn't really ready because I knew throughout a shadow of a doubt. The next time they asked me that question to invite Jesus into my heart was my answer because I was ready. And it just kind of, resonated with me now like I said that I'm older it just kind of symbolizes and shows me that God will prompt you when you're ready when it's time and so when I, when I answered the question that way and he asked a similar question to the rest of the group of people that were out there there was like three or four of us out there they walked us down this hallway to another room two rooms down 204 if you're counting in order of the rooms there and went in there, there was tables in there, there was a couple other leaders, you know, and I kind of got, you know, go to the first table, you know, as they kind of instructed you to do. And it was at a table, sitting in a chair, and I accepted Jesus as my Savior. And I was extremely happy that day. I can just remember, like, it just felt different. But also, too... Another story kind of comes off of that because later that same year, they always say that once you meet Jesus and once you invite him into your life, the next step is to profess that, right? The next step is to, to proclaim that by getting baptized. So I was baptized later that same year, and I remember this to a T as well. I remember this process as well. This process was something else. You had to go... Back, they kind of like if you're getting baptized, you got to go to the back. So they kind of directed you back there, and you had you know change in this little side room and stuff like that. And you put on this kind of like this plastic poncho kind of robe gown kind of thing, and then you kind of walked through this corridor and kind of walked up the stairs to the elevated baptismal pool. I do remember a couple things. I remember that it was cold. I do remember that. <laughs> I remember that there was people behind me helping me down the stairs that you had to kind of walk down into, kind of like a pool, 
to walk in there and get baptized. The pastor in the center helped me in there. And did I mention that it was cold? Once I got to the center of the tank, the pastor asked me a couple questions. Asked me if I had accepted Jesus into my life and that if I wanted to follow him and live for him as best as I could. The next thing I know, I'm being dunked down under the water and raised back up out of it as you do in baptism. And I was kind of disoriented as it would be and I kind of slipped a little bit and I can remember me falling back again and the pastor kind of reaching out and grabbing a hold of me but my leg was kind of up in the air and I don't know if the people watching could see it over the the kind of like the baz the tank and it was just a really kind of funny experience as I look back at it now. It was kind of like, whoa, and I got kind of a little bit scared. But once that was all kind of said and done, it was um, over, and I got escorted back up the stairs and back into the room where I could change and stuff like that. But that is why I have this number tattooed onto my arm. This number isn't just eight. It's just a significant. It's not just the age either that I was saved and baptized. This number eight means a lot more than that. Jesus reached into my heart, though, when I was eight years old and prompted me to go and follow him and have a new and better life. Jesus prompts everyone. He prompted me at eight, but could prompt you at 38. He could prompt you tomorrow, next year, next week, or in 10 years. Maybe Jesus is prompting you right now as you listen to me. He's stirring something up inside of you. And if Jesus is prompting you, this is not something to ignore. I encourage you to answer the prompt. I encourage you to find somewhere to go, someone to talk to about this prompting that you're feeling. Another reason why I love the having this number on my arm is the fact that it means new beginnings in theology. The number eight is significant for that. And it means, like I said, new beginnings. We respond to the prompting and we invite Jesus into our life. And when we respond to that, he makes us a new creation, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. We're new. The old is gone and the new has come. We are made new. So I have on my arm, not only the age that I met Jesus for the for the not the first time but actually invited him into my life and decided to follow him and have him be a part of my life but I also have made new tattooed on my arm through this number 8 this is an amazing thing this is too amazing to even like fathom I smile when I see that and I love being able to share that with people that I'm new that I was made new and that I'm not the same that I was before not perfect in any way, don't get me wrong, but I'm not the same as I was. Jesus makes us new. As I said, if, if you're feeling a prompting, if you're feeling like this, I need to ask some more questions. I need to find somebody. I encourage you to reach out to a local church in your area so you can actually get face-to-face -face discussions and questions with them. Uh, you can always send an email to us. You can go to secondstageministries.com for that. But Find somebody to talk to. Don't wait. Do it now so you can be made new, so you can be a new creation, so you can be into a better life with Jesus.
Thank you again for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and that it blessed your day. Once again, to find out more information, please visit secondstageministries.com or find us on Facebook. Also, share this with your family and friends. Thanks again.